BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. In San Diego today, police will begin enforcing a controversial new municipal ordinance banning outdoor camping. It's considered one of the most aggressive reactions to homelessness so far by a California city. Under the ordinance, encampments are prohibited within two blocks of schools, homeless shelters, and mass transit stations, as well as in parks, along waterways, freeways, and in canyons. If the unhoused don't comply with instructions to move their shelters, they could face escalating penalties. San Diego City Councilman Stephen Whitburn, a supporter of the ordinance, talked about the penalties with partner station KPBS. If people refuse to take advantage of a shelter or safe sleeping site when it is offered to them, then the law can be enforced. The first time somebody would refuse a shelter bed or safe sleeping site, a police officer would give that person a warning. A second time, they could receive a misdemeanor citation. And the third time, there could be a custodial arrest. But homeless advocates in San Diego, like Janice Wilds, argues the camping ban is exactly the wrong approach for the city to take a camping ban is not going to house anyone. Think of having to be a nomad in your own city, carting all your things with you with nowhere to stop because anywhere you stop, you could be cited. It's widely expected San Diego's anti-camping ordinance will face legal challenges. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.
Here in Los Angeles, the strikes by film and television writers and actors continue. And studios and streamers, at least for now, show no interest in sitting down and negotiating. That, of course, has brought production to a standstill. No lights, no camera, no action. And with each day that passes, the wider economic toll of the strikes continues to mount. That includes the companies and people that provide goods and services to Hollywood. People like Nathan Haskell. When you have a business like ours, I don't get anything unless the movie industry is moving. Haskell manages the Hand Prop Room, one of the biggest prop houses in L.A. Its massive and labyrinth-like warehouse is stuffed full of, well, stuff. I feel like I'm in the world's best thrift store here. (laughs) Haskell's business rents out nearly every kind of object imaginable to movie and TV productions, from suits of medieval armor and gladiator swords to old-time telephones and suitcases. Luggage is a huge renter for us. You see an airport scene in a movie and you don't really think about the people in the background walking by with suitcases. Someone's going to come and rent 50, 60 pieces of luggage and that's a good rent for us because you need that kind of stuff in a movie. But because of the Hollywood strikes, Haskell's business has cratered and he says he's not alone. I don't think people realize how many people it takes to make a movie and how many businesses are affected. It's the flower shop, it's food stylists, it's prop houses, it's costumes. There's so much that goes into it and there's so many people that are just getting buried right now because they can't work. Haskell says he's been able to avoid layoffs, at least for now, by focusing on housekeeping. Employees are doing things like inventory and repairing broken props. But Haskell says that kind of work can only last so long. We've kept everybody on for the last three months, and we want to continue to do so. It's just, after a while, you got to stop the bleeding at some point. Meanwhile, other businesses that serve the now dormant film and television industry have already had to make deep job cuts. Once the actors sag after went on strike, there was no other alternative for us other than to do a complete shutdown. We laid off 45 people. That's Eddie Marks, the president of the Western Costume Company, which has supplied costumes to Hollywood since the days of silent films. On the floor of his warehouse, surrounded by thousands of pieces of clothing, I talked to Marks about what happens to his business and his handful of remaining employees if production remains frozen. If the strike doesn't end, and we're looking at something that extends out three months, six months, however long, what do you do? Well, turn the lights off, pretty much. We have a small group of people working in our manufacturing department. When their jobs are finished, they'll join the unemployed. And Marks notes that even when the strikes are settled, he'll have to wait to bring back many of his workers as productions slowly rev up again. It's probably going to be like four weeks after the strikes are over where we really start to build up our staff again. So it's not like a light switch being turned on again. No, it's unfortunately, it's not going to be like that. Back at his business, prop shop manager Nathan Haskell says he hopes striking writers and actors get what they want. But he also acknowledges feeling bitter because he thinks not enough attention is being paid to the wider pain caused by the strikes. Nobody's talking about all the other people that are not working because of this. And we don't get anything from it. When SAG and the writers make their deals, 
the only thing that does for me is it enables me to operate a business again. So there's no benefit for my business, whatever deal they make, outside of I just get to be a business again. Haskell hopes that when Hollywood does go back to work, business will be as good as it was before. But he's not so sure. And staying on the strikes, a Hollywood star is speaking out on SAG-AFTRA waivers for independent films to continue production during the labor strife. In a statement this weekend, Viola Davis says she doesn't feel it's appropriate to continue production of her upcoming film, G20. The film is one of dozens that received a waiver to continue production because they're not affiliated with any major studios or streaming platforms. And that's this edition of the California Report for Monday, July 31st, your production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day out there. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.